Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Fill her up! We need to roll back the state. We spy on all of our own citizens. Our prisons are flooded with nonviolent drug offenders. If you want to know who America's next enemy is, look at who we're funding right now. Every single one of these problems are a result of government being way too big. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Part of the Problem. I am Dave Smith. He is Rob Bernstein, the fire, king of the cocks, COVID Jesus. What's up, brother? Haven't seen you since we were in Dallas over the weekend two days ago. How you been doing since then? Made a good old time, man, doing some shows. Yeah, shows were great in uh, Dallas and Fort Worth. As me and Rob learned, those are two different places. <laughs> um, but uh, the shows there were really phenomenal, man. Thank you to everybody who came out. Had such a great time there. Off to uh, Detroit uh, this weekend. Still some tickets available for that, so come on out. Me and Robbie the Fire Bernstein at the House of Comedy in Detroit. Looking forward to this one. I haven't been uh, to Detroit in years, in at least five or six years since I've been out to Detroit. So looking forward to going back to you fine people. A little, yeah, I guess we're not. We're not any closer to the train wreckage than we are here, right? I don't we'll know. We're upwind. Are we in Detroit or are we upwind here? I don't know. <laughs> Does wind just go north? I don't really know where wind goes. I don't know how any of this I'm, works. I'm so <laughs> dumb that in my head I saw things going up and Detroit's north of there. So I just we assumed went. that that was more of an issue. But that's yeah. not scientific yeah. in any capacity. Probably not. Anyway, let's break this shit down and get it more correct than anyone in the corporate press does, <laughs> regardless. You know, I was thinking, oh, by the way, we, re- we recorded two live episodes while we were out in, uh, in Fort Worth and in Dallas. And the one in Dallas uh, was, was just released before you hear this one. Um, the one in Fort Worth will never be released on any platform that I can be kicked off of because we got into some wild stuff on that one. So if you want to hear that episode, you got to subscribe over at gasdigitalnetwork.com. Use the promo code POTP, get your monthly discount, and you get access to our entire uh, archive of episodes on demand. Watch us in real time, get everything right about everything going on in the world and kind of formulate our our own personal philosophies over the years. And um, yeah, you also get access to all the other shows on the network. So go check that out uh, if you want to see the... uh, the podcast that shall never be released. It got pretty wild. Anyway. Yeah, said crazy um, shit. Also, Cafe Bohemia this Wednesday and every Wednesday. I'm doing shows, 8 p.m. Oh, out. yes. Rob's uh, uh, show is in, that's right here in New York City. Yep. And when I say West right Village, here, neither really of cool us venue. are, jazz, neither jazz of us are in. 
Okay, very cool, very cool. I'll definitely be uh, making some appearances there at some point, popping in. But yeah, come check out, come check out that show. Um, so yeah, you know, because I, I was thinking about this, I think we touched on this a little bit on the last episode. But sometimes with uh, with these stories, like people really do get hy- hyped up in the moment, like in the moment when a new crisis arrives. That's when everyone's really like you know, loses their mind. And then as time goes on, people settle down. They look at it with clearer heads. And I think one of the reasons why we have a pretty good track record is that because we are libertarian autists and we, in like those moments, you so live in the like theory. Now there's there's weaknesses to living in theory too much. Um, but one of the benefits is that in the middle of a crisis, you're able to still kind of like apply sound theory to what's going on here. And kind of see through it. So this is why when everyone's screaming about how there's aliens, you know, oh, my God, the government has told us we've shot down, you know, four unidentified flying objects. And this, this is the alien invasion and all of this shit. And you see, like, so many regular people are asking about this. People are convinced that there's, this is like a real possibility. And you're like, OK, just first off, let's just think about this logically. So you're telling me that, I mean... How far away can we see with like our our best telescopes? Pretty goddamn far. Um, and so whatever alien life form has come to Earth, like like we can't send a, a man to Mars. We we can pretend to send him to the moon, uh, but we can't. We, you know, we certainly can't do any better than that. The, you're telling me that this this life form is what traveled millions of light years to get here. Uh, so certainly have technology that it's not that they have technology that's superior to us they would have to have technology that is unfathomable to us just light years ahead of us in technology um yet we're able to shoot down their craft like okay i mean what are the odds of that seem pretty low and then you go what are the odds that uh these were just Chinese craft or these were secret military crafts that the other like aviation people didn't know about or that the government's just straight up lying and this didn't happen at all. Well, the odds of any of those three things are quite literally millions and millions of times more likely than the first scenario, right? So let's just err on the side of what is millions of times more likely than the other one. <laughs> like it's just people just like kind of don't think about things like this in, in these situations. And anyway, I, I get the thing to also really keep in mind. Uh, and we'll get into this as we discuss this uh, train is that like, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems to me like no matter how many times the case is just proven that your government will lie to you about the most important things people still tend to forget that when the new crisis hits like they still just kind of take for granted that like the the who what why when and where given to me by the official government spokesman are probably about right and then we could argue within those parameters about what is really going on and you're like look just consider the possibility that they're lying through their fucking teeth about all of this I mean, they they lie about the wars and they lied about the pandemic and they you know what I mean? Like they lied about like the most important things. Why do you think they wouldn't just lie to you about this? Like, 
consider the possibility that it was a it was a, a secret military operation to float balloons up and then shoot them down and then claim it was the Chinese. So a hell of a lot more likely than there's aliens here. <laughs> the alien invasion is coming. But the only people who ever get pictures of them are the Pentagon and they only get real fuzzy pictures from a, you know, like, really? That doesn't seem. Anyway, just let's let's think logically about this. All right. So let's kind of keeping that in mind. Let's talk about what's going on here um, in uh, what is it? East Palestine, uh, East Palestine. The Palestinians have been through a lot. Rob, and just to and add, they should more know insults. not to throw rocks at trains. That's kind of on them, <laughs> but they just can't. They're addicted. So <laughs> right, right on the border of uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania, um, there was a train derailment. Uh, I think five cars that were containing uh, containing uh, highly unstable chemicals uh, were leaking. Uh, there was uh, a controlled um, explosion of them and i mean jesus christ the the videos as i'm sure most people watching now are insane it's like a mushroom cloud of chemicals just shooting into the air thousands of people have been um uh, dislocated from this um there's uh there's there's been um uh stories of you know fish uh floating up to the top of the water uh dead um and uh, yeah, I don't know any more about just the details of the situation that you want to add in there, Rob, or your thoughts on this dying. You got foxes yeah. dying. And of course, the EPA going, nope, you guys don't worry about it. This isn't like Flint, Michigan water or asbestos after 9-11. Nothing to be concerned about. Isn't it? Isn't it? So uh, th- that's OK. That's like such a, an interesting detail of all of this, too, and very, uh, very revealing. Isn't it something? So the EPA immediately comes in and starts telling you about how this is no big deal. And that's more or less the um, that that's the the tone that everyone right now is taking. There's really it's it's not like a big deal. The drinking water's fine, says the EPA. Don't mind all the dead animals in the water. Your water's fine. Um, this isn't going to be that bad. It's fine. This was a success, is what they kept saying. The controlled explosion was a success. Um, yeah, there was a malfunction of some sort that led to this train derailment. But don't worry about the details. We're not going to get down to the bottom of that. That's you know we're not really getting into that at all um no journalists seem to be really that interested in even asking what's going on there to get an official statement um but it's just very interesting to see so the epa and the biden administration and all of these people who are at every turn the most um sycophantic um climate alarmists right at every turn, they're just telling you what a disaster everything is. Like, oh, my God, are you using a plastic straw? This is going to end our species. This is every day. All we hear about is how what a, a, a disaster the situation in the climate is. And here you have a mushroom cloud of like the most toxic chemicals just pouring into the air. And they're like, it's totally cool. It's to- like if that doesn't just show you how much the whole climate change environmentalist thing is just an agenda and not a genuine concern about damaging our environment. I, I don't know what would. You're I just like, oh, there's nothing There's nothing to sell here. So, yeah, no big deal. I think you got it wrong. It's because of all the advancements we've made in uh, controlling for pollution in the environment when there's accidents like this where it's okay. 
we can have shit like this going into the atmosphere because we uh, have taken climate change so seriously. Oh, right, right, right. If yeah. the climate well, was hotter, this would have been a problem. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's all Pete Buttigieg and all the, they're, they were all proven right. So it's just that. So that aspect of it is is pretty incredible. Um, and it's really, uh, you know, again, just like I was saying before about like the all the important shit that the government has lied to you about. Like the most important things. And you see this and you're like, and now you see them telling all these people your drinking water is fine when you know goddamn well that they don't know that. They don't know that and they're just trying to say it because they don't want to see, they don't want to have a disaster on their watch. So they, they have no problem pretending that climate change is a disaster because they can put that on you. That's your fault, uh, Mr. I drive an SUV and like to drink a Coke out of a straw. Like, that's on you. But the, this would kind of be on, like, the whole regulatory apparatus. Like, well, how did you allow this to happen? And that they don't feel like, you know what I mean? So th then it's no big deal. Even when something is clearly a much bigger problem for the environment than all of the shit that they go off on all the time. Um, and, then, and you also had with the Keystone Pipelines, their big argument was that trains were safer. So I know that that's right. a different industry, but, uh, you know, Biden's been back in rail as being the safer way of getting things around in the country. Yeah, that is true. That is For a fair environmental point. reasons, nonetheless. Yeah. It's unbelievable, though. The people who are the most, uh, like, insane climate alarmists are the people who care about the, uh, envir the environment the least. And they're the people, like, the most basic things, you know. It's like, okay, well, like, the air and water are contaminated. No big deal. That's fine. Maybe toxic mushroom clouds don't uh, heat the planet, so these are okay. We can we can have more toxic mushroom clouds. They just yeah. harm people. We're not that concerned about people. We're concerned about the planet. So this might actually be a net positive for the planet. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, look, I don't know. I mean, it's I I don't know exactly how bad this is going to be, um, and exactly what like how much of a disaster this is. It's it's on a scale of a disaster. The question is like how bad. Um. But the one thing that is just very obvious, I think, that we can all know is that that like everybody is lying and you just can't. There's there's no like official um, institution or um, or government officials who you can. It's it's not even like, oh, I don't completely trust what they're saying. It's like you are just coming and reading a script like for the most insincere reasons. Just like it's completely driven by politics. It's completely driven by the bottom line. It's like, OK, what do we need to say to these people to shut everybody up and get, uh, you know, moving with business as usual? So really quite a quite a, a remarkable event. Um, and, and the and, lack of I mean, just the the story here once again is in the lack of coverage that for all of last week we're hearing about balloons. And if you weren't a person that kind of paid attention to Twitter, this wouldn't even been much of a storyline, let alone not a lot of coverage. I mean, I sent you a video of some random guy. I don't know how much of an expert it is. It sounds like he's an expert uh, when it comes to the chemistry stuff of explaining just how harmful these chemicals are. But, I mean, the fact that that's not a segment on Fox News, or as you're saying, you know, if all these, like, usually the news is obsessed with the climate and they're obsessed with big business. So why aren't we talking about whatever this $23 billion uh, train rail, rail line company is that only spent $25,000 so far trying to help out the town? And how come there's no conversation about, oh, what is big industry doing to our environment? And how come Biden's yeah. not doing more? And where's Pete Buttigieg with his bicycle? How come he's not on the scene? Oh, Pete Buttigieg the other day 
um, after this train had derailed. He's giving a, a talk and he's going off about how um, the problem with these um, like uh, these infrastructure jobs is that far too often in minority neighborhoods, the people working on, on the infrastructure jobs don't look like the people from the neighborhoods. And it's like, this is what he's talking about. He's talking about like, you know, transportation systemic racism or something like this. The problem is just that we have too many white people working on these jobs rather than, you know, uh, it, 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 um, like being in perfect proportion to the percentage of people in society. And you're like, how about just, you know, train tracks that work? How about that? How about that as a starting point? And then after we've got that settled, we can worry about all these other things. Um, there is something that I find to be a really fascinating dynamic, which I, we, we've spoken about, uh, many times before on the show but there there is something about like as government gets bigger and bigger and i mean really you know it's it's hard to overstate how much our our government the size of government has grown just in our lifetimes like you know if you if, if you go back and look in the year 2000 and this is i'm ballpark correct here i don't have the exact numbers in front of me but the the total federal budget in the year 2000 was something like 1.5 trillion dollars um and the total budget of the uh the total spending of the federal government in the year 2020 like topped 7 trillion dollars so it went from like around 1.5 to around 7 trillion in 20 years it's like a, an extreme growth in the size of government what what is that that's one and a half times three would be twice as much 4.5 would be three times as much uh, six would be, four, you know, it's like almost five times bigger than it was in the last uh, uh, 20 years. And that, by the way, is starting from the biggest government in the history of the world. Like there's no other, you know, the 1.5 trillion is like the entire GDP of Russia. It was what we were spending just the, in government spending. Um, and, you know, of course, you could think about like the expansions of government under George W. Bush and you know the wars and the department of homeland security and and the no uh, you know uh whatever it was no child left behind medicare part d you can think about obama coming in obamacare um you know uh trump coming in ramping up spending uh, originally then in covid times just ramping it up like through the roof with all these crazy spending packages but it's like as government does more and more and more and more and is tackling things like you know um deciding who wins a war on the easternmost part of Europe or what the temperature is going to be in a hundred years or what, you know, remaking every, every inch of, of, you know, uh, human society while, uh, you're, um, while you, um, this is all happening and they're achieving, they're attempting to achieve these like crazy lofty goals. Um, it's, they're failing at the most basic, like, functions of government. Like, the things that you would think that, that anybody, I mean, okay, leave the anarchist conversation aside for a second. When most people think of, like, what a government's supposed to do just in the most basic things, it does seem like the more that they shoot for all these lofty goals, the more they fail miserably at the most basic things. So the most basic things just being, like, whatever. Like we're now we're, we're we're you know we tip it out at seven trillion dollars in a year or whatever and there but at the same time this government can't we can't win our wars or protect our borders 
or balance our budgets. You know, the, the roads are falling apart. The trains are being derailed. Um, there's, you know, it, if someone shoplifts from your store and you call the cops, good luck. <laughs> the government's not handling that. But we are really ha- spending like a ton of money over what the temperature will be in 100 years. It's like so bananas to watch this happen. And so it just seems like that this is like another example of something where and I know people can say, look, trains get derailed. It happens. I understand that. But we're moving chemicals around like this all the time. And I don't recall the last time they had to mushroom cloud blow one up. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me this is just like an everyday thing that just happens all the time. No, it actually doesn't. And it's really something that you can't even count on, like, the, the government to just have, like, functioning train tracks and not lie through their teeth to you about the situation. The most basic things that you would think of are like they completely fail at. And, you know, you would think like if it wasn't, you know, the the beauty of kind of like the free market uh, as opposed to the state is that the free market is not perfect, but it at least has a cleansing mechanism of the profit and loss system. Or like if you're not serving customers well, you, you, you tend to not really make a lot of profits and then you kind of have to pull back and readjust and do some things. It, it, in, in, within the market, it's usually only when people are really nailing the most important services that they start moving up to like these more you know, extravagant services. But with the government, it's like the exact opposite. They just fail and fail and fail at the most basic shit that everybody wants and then they go, okay well, we'll just get a raise for that and try for much bigger, grander visions. Um, but anyway, so that is just something I was thinking about a lot as I, as I was watching some of the news on this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Also, there should be more of a conversation about trusting the EPA and uh, what kind of responsibility they have if they're telling citizens that things are okay and they don't have uh, very good evidence of that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, right. They have to, all, all this talk of like misinformation and the consequences of it. Well, how about telling like a community that their tri- their children's drinking water is okay. And, and and by the way, we actually as libertarians have a pretty good way of dealing with this, which is uh, respecting people's personal property. So if there's very clear evidence of a chemical spill that just ruined a town, that company's got $25 billion, you're going to have to relocate all these people. Like let's start <laughs> let's start tracking the actual damages and then also that's what's going to change the dynamics of this in the future where it won't be worth companies taking the shortcuts if they know that they're actually going to be held responsible this is well like and the another... way yeah but and 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 the way that that actually plays out in in the market typically is, is through insurance yeah, yeah. it's through insurance is that you would have to like the biggest thing uh, like the biggest risk if you were someone who's transporting these chemicals around would be like oh i got to be insured that if anything happens i'm covered and then the insurance companies come in and go okay we now that they have a direct financial incentive they're not just like spending somebody's tax money which is like whatever i could just tax them more and spend their money or we could print the money and spend more of it they actually have to spend their own money they go we're going to need to see those train tracks we're going to need to see what's going on here this happens all the time i mean like there's um there's examples of this like all around us in like actual private industry like just for example like uh, like you get a discount i didn't know this i'm just a, a fairly new homeowner but like you get a discount on your um your home insurance if you set up like a good security system so if you set up like a really good security system you get a discount on there it's like you put in all the like fucking smoke detectors and you know like uh um carbon monoxide detectors and all that shit and you have a good security system they cut your rate down because it's like just that is just a good business and so in in the same sense like kind of the inverse of that is like you know if you're like someone wants to insure your house and you're like well i don't have doors 
and I have a fire pit in my living room, they're going to be like, well, okay, we're not going to insure you then, you know? And like, then, so, and then if you can't operate with, if you can't get insurance, you have, have to operate assuming total risk and then it makes it not profitable. It makes it not worthwhile for you to do it. So yeah, there's a million different ways that incentives could be used to like actually uh, deal with problems like this. But instead we just have the government run all of it and look, it's going great. All right, guys, let's take a moment and thank our sponsor for today's show, which is Bambi. If you run a small business and you don't know who's running your HR department, you got to go check out Bambi. Bambi is an HR platform built for small businesses just like yours. So you can automate the most important HR practices and get your own dedicated HR manager. First, Bambi's HR autopilot will automate all of your core policies, workplace training, and employee feedback. Then your dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance. Available by phone, email, or real-time chat. If you want to hire an HR manager in-house, it's going to cost you up to $80,000 a year. But with Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. We all know regulations add uh, you know, ridiculous costs uh, to doing business. And now here's a company, Bambi, that's found a way to cut back on the costs of compliance. So I think this is a great tool. Check them out. Bambi has received thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, and their customers are four times less likely to have a claim filed against them. You run your business, let Bambi run your HR. Go to Bambi.com slash P-O-T-P right now for your free HR audit. That's B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash P-O-T-P. Bambi.com slash P-O-T-P for your free HR audit. All right, let's get back into the show. You know, as you mentioned, it really is, you, you just see how, and this is really kind of exposes like the true evil nature of the corporate press just in how little uh coverage this gets and how little they care like you know january 6th or something like that is like the biggest thing that's ever happened like my god some politicians were scared you know that's that's a huge deal but like oh you have to relocate from your home and your drinking water is contaminated you may have been exposed to deadly chemicals like, where's the, like, wall-to-wall coverage and demand for investigations? Like, we, we are absolutely going to figure... Like, you cannot convince me that these huge, like, corporate press entities with their billions of dollars in their budgets that they have could not, if they wanted to, say, we are going to get to the bottom of what happened here and who's responsible for it. There's just no will to do that. They don't care. It's like, how does that serve the agenda? They'd much rather, you know host a you know a conference in davos about climate change because then we're selling wind panels or whatever the fuck the the game is you know um it's just it's it's disgusting i wonder if there was even a train crash i bet they just blew up a balloon right in that town there was the most dangerous balloon like the one over wyoming they they had to be careful of the people on the ground but this balloon in palestine was so dangerous it had to be taken out right away Mm. It's more likely than the aliens are coming, which the Pentagon seems to want you to believe. Uh, like, I don't even know what's going on with all this stuff, but it is there is some attempt for sure at like a huge reset of the conversation and to focus it on something else. They're like, OK, this is this thing's getting away from us. It's not going good. And they're very good at this. Very good to go. Everybody, we're not looking over here now. We're looking over here now. This is what we're talking about. Um, and I don't know if this is to like ramp up, uh, you know, uh, military uh, aggression against China 
or it's to just distract people or just try to make Joe Biden look good because he looked uh, bad for not shooting that balloon down for so long. I don't know exactly. But uh, it's I, I know when I smell bullshit, that's for sure. Um, OK, so uh, speaking of that, uh, speaking of politics and bullshit, uh, we have one more candidate in the Republican field, I believe officially, I think we only have Donald Trump uh, as, or we only had Donald Trump uh, who's uh, thrown his hat in the ring and announced that he's he's running uh, for the presidency once again for a third time. Uh, but he's not alone. Someone else is joining the race. Nikki Haley. Here was her uh, announcement video. Let's play it and discuss a little bit. The railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say, your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have seen evil. In China, they commit genocide. In Iran, they murder their own people for challenging the government. And when a woman tells you about watching soldiers throw her baby into a fire, it puts things in perspective. Okay, let's just pause this already. I, it's it's hard for me to explain how much I hate Nikki Haley. She's just the worst. Oh, God. It's so, you know, it does bring me some pleasure in knowing that her campaign is going to crash and burn and do absolutely nothing. And I really do hope that, like, she, Donald Trump is going to handle her so easily because she, like, you know how Donald Trump is when he runs against people who used to work for him? Like, he's always great. She did a terrible job. <laughs> she was always sleeping. She never got anything done. They're just, I just... I don't know everything about this political ad. I just hate so much. First off, it just just starting off with your like racial identitarianism when you're just like, I don't know. There's me. Am I just being a dick here? It's like you're white. You completely present as white. Stop telling me about like this epic struggle. And even if it was like a little bit of a challenge, why is it? It's so frustrating when Republicans try to like out identity politics, the left. Like that's their that's their response is like, we're not rejecting your whole game. We're going to play right into your game. The first thing I have to say is what my race is. That's the first thing I have to say. I wasn't white or black. I was different, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not taking this in a social justice way. I'm taking this in a rah, rah, rah American way. And I've seen evil. And you know where evil is? In China, in Iran. That's the real evil. Like, really? I don't know. I just have no interest in that. First off, yeah, yeah. You claim China is committing a genocide. I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need some evidence on that. And don't give me Adrian Zen's bullshit numbers. Show me actually where China's committing a genocide. Just please let me educate me, since I don't know. Show me the evidence. That's a pretty. That's a pretty serious accusation. I'm like, oh my god, in Iran they're so horrible. This is just imagine. It's like, yeah, in Iran they're so horrible. Okay, fine. Like the Iranian government's a messed up government. Sure, fine. It's like, look at just to pick out of all the countries in the Middle East, like picture Iran on a map and just picture all of the neighboring countries. It's like Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and like fucking all these countries like right around them. And you're like, oh, what's going on in those countries? Oh, yeah, they've been fucking decimated 
by people like you, people with your foreign policy views in positions of power like you were. That's that's what's happened to them. I'm so, like I'm supposed to go like after the last three years and everything that's been done to this country, the last 20 years of war and then the last three years of like domestic tyranny. And you go, I've seen evil. It's like, oh, good. What are we talking about? Prosecuting Fauci? Oh, Iran. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And some BS accusations of a Chinese genocide. Okay. Like, Jesus Christ. It's just fucking ridiculous. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's see. Even on our worst day, we are blessed to live in America. I was born and raised in South Carolina. So I have seen the very best of our country. People here threw out the old, tired political establishment and demanded accountability for their tax dollars. Industry reports called us the beast of the Southeast, which I love. People came by the thousands for fresh starts. Moms and dads held their heads up high. Children learned that it was always it's a great day in South Carolina. It's a great day. It's a great day. A great day. A great day in South Carolina. We were strong. We were proud. And when evil did come, police in South Carolina are looking for a gunman following a shooting at a church. Several victims. We don't know. So, all right, let's let's pause it again. Do you, Rob, do you get my point about how it's almost like completely playing on the left's ground and then trying to like spin a right wing message out of it? Like, look, th- th- that shooting in Charleston, South Carolina was like, it was horrible, obviously, right? Like, it's, it was a mass shooting. It was horrible. And it was a racially motivated mass shooting. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I'm just one of these people. I think it's because I'm really not a racialist that I just don't see like a racially motivated mass shooting as some type of different category of evil than any mass shooting. Like, yeah, I mean, it's horrible. It's like a school shooting is horrible. Like, but if someone went and shot up a room because they hated black people, or if someone went and shot up a room because they wanted to shoot up a high school, or if someone went and shot up a room, it's, it's like, I, I don't know. They're all the same level of evil to me. Um, and just to like pick this out. And it, it reminds me of Joe Biden's first, uh, presidential campaign video if you remember it was all about um charlottesville you remember we played that back in the day um and you're like what seriously you're trying like what that's the thing that you want to talk about okay a horrible thing happened that 100 percent of us agree was horrible like that's that's what you're talking about what, what does that have to do with like all all of the issues to run on as president you're like, oh, there was this one crazy person who did a horrifically evil thing. Okay. When that day came, we all did the right thing. Like, okay. It's uh, from a persuasive uh, persuasion outlook. It's uh, it's all very negative. She's pointing like a very grim picture, and she's not really offering like a very even a very hopeful solution. So one, she's playing into like all the negative stereotypes of the left. Right. So she goes, oh, yeah, I guess there is a problem with it. Just going with the white person. But, hey, I'm Indian. And, right. hey, there are all these problems in this country. But look, other countries are way worse. So why don't we you're, she's almost shaming you into why don't you appreciate what you have as opposed to coming in from, hey, America is really great. And here's I mean, make America great again. That's what made it such a good slogan. But like at least it, it, that's coming at it with some sort of a vision of hope. There's something there's a fun element. This is kind of stepping into the ring and going, yep. 
we're terrible, but I'm going to shame you into yeah. kind of liking it. Well, right. And it's like, it, it's accepting all of the premises of the modern left and then going, no, 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 but we can draw a right, a right wing conclusion from that. Or we can draw a conservative conclusion from that or something. But it's like, you're giving away all the premises and you're probably not going to draw like it would just me. It would be much more likely that someone, if they accept those premises, would then draw the conclusion of the people who set them. And like, again, I'm not even saying it's not true at all, but it's just like it's such, you know, you're starting with like, well, here's my racial identity. And growing up that way, I was always different. But that made me realize that I'm really a Republican. And then you're like, oh, and there also are like horrific racist mass shooters. That was the worst thing ever. But what happened after that is we all blah, blah, blah. It's it's just I, I just hate it. I hate it. Like, and again, it's just so like, um, of course, not even like one, there, not even one policy that you actually want to stand on, except what get tough on Iran and China, I guess. I guess that's what she's running on. Anyway, let's keep going. Turned away from fear toward God and the values that still make our country the freest and greatest in the world. We must turn in that direction again. Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. That has to change. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. All right. Well, luckily, luckily for us, you're Nikki Haley, and you are losing. So that's uh, that's the one thing we can take solace in. And then, of course, again, the dumb heels line, just more identitarian, like, crap. I uh, just can't stand it. Um, I get one, one nod to fiscal responsibility. That's what she gave us, which is literally no different from every single Republican who's ever run for anything. Um, and just, I don't know what to say. Just, just awful. So um, the, yeah, a... chi- oh, I like, I like her move. Russia's on the move and I will not let them bully us. Yeah. They really said they're really bullying us in the Donbass region, <laughs> right on our doorstep, Rob. They're within 5,000 miles. Sorry, so, what were you saying? No, I do have to ask. So I watched this and instantly I was like, oh, if this is your opening thing at a minimum, because she's actually, she's coherent. She's establishment. She's pretty. I could see her also like uh, just coming off a little bit better than Trump at a debate. But then right away she put out this video as her first thing. And I was just like, ah, this is a loss. And she doesn't get it. Uh, I don't know her that well other than I know she was at the UN for the for a little bit under Trump and basically left and there was, it was rumored she was leaving to distance herself from Trump and then possibly run for uh, for office uh, as president. What uh, what are your uh, sticking points with Nikki Haley? Like, why don't you like her? Oh, 
she's like a total neocon, like just establishment Republican, like awful on foreign policy, been wrong about everything. You know, she's just and that's like really who she's there for. Um, you know, that's basically it. She's she's just the worst. She's the worst. Um, yeah, she was uh, she was very, very anti-Trump in the very beginning, then ended up sucking up to him, got a job for him, some ambassador job. Then, uh, yeah, then then left to distance herself from him, as you said. So, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, I'll say if nothing else, we could say if, uh, we might get some fun out of uh, Trump running against her. So that would be uh, that'll be entertaining. Um, OK. Um, so, uh, I also wanted to play this video that I did catch of, uh, that Chelsea Handler made stepping aside from politics a little bit into more of a cultural, uh, area. Um, although I, I, you know, I've been saying for the last, uh, for the last five years or so on this show that the really, you recognize that there's, I think for, for far too long, many libertarians, saw um politics and culture as separate things and kind of basically being like look we stand for freedom and whatever happens culturally that's however it it pans out that's fine but we believe in freedom people are free to kind of develop their own culture um i think after a while particularly in the last uh you know decade or so but really particularly in the last five years or so you realize that there's um there's a reason why the people who support big government the most are constantly have their eyes on the culture and they're constantly really, you know, trying to affect change in the culture. And they realize because these things, um, they have tremendous influence over each other, both the culture over politics and politics over the culture. And that you kind of have to recognize this stuff. If you're serious about wanting to see a free society or at least a freer society, you can't just have blinders on to some of this stuff um, because it really is relevant and it really is uh, um, important. Hey guys, today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers professional counseling done securely online. So if you feel like there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, definitely check out BetterHelp. A lot of people have been through a lot over the last few years. It has not been a good span for mental health. If you think there's anything getting in the way of you achieving your goals, I'd highly recommend you go check out BetterHelp. Maybe you're a 60-year-old woman making videos about how no one should have kids. That would be a good, uh, that'd be a good place to start. BetterHelp, whatever you're dealing with, BetterHelp has a wide range of counselors available for you. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling. Financial aid is available, and it's easy to get started. Once you sign up, BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you'll be able to communicate with in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's easy and free to switch counselors if you need to. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. You'll get a timely and a thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So it's the perfect way to do therapy for busy people in the modern day. You don't have to go back to sitting in an uncomfortable waiting room in the future. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com problem, and you can join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. New testimonials from users are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Go to betterhelp.com problem. That's B-E-T-T-E-R 
H-E-L-P.com slash problem. That will get you 10% off your first month. One more time, betterhelp.com slash problem for 10% off your first month. All right, let's get back into the show. Anyway, someone who's not very relevant or important, I would argue, is Chelsea Handler. It is a weird thing how, like, we were talking about this right before the show started, and I was like, wait a minute, is Chelsea Handler hosting The Daily Show? Is that a thing now? And I guess she's just guest hosting it, but it's pretty funny just how I just had no idea of this. And, like, I mean, the world of comedy and politics are, like, this is the world I live in, and I was completely unaware. This is how much trevor noah just destroyed the the daily show went from being the gold standard in political comedy to being a completely irrelevant to, to the fact that professional political uh comics have no idea what's even going on with it um but anyway this was a video she put out so bizarre uh that this is going viral on valentine's day but here is uh here is chelsea handler on not having kids a life of a childless woman I wake up at 6 a.m. I remember that I have no kids to take to school, so I take an edible, masturbate, and go back to sleep. I wake up at 12.30 p.m. and get ready for a busy day of doing whatever the f*** I feel like. I put on my most impractical and stylish shoes since I won't be chasing a child around the grocery store. I go to my fave spot in Paris to grab a croissant. I do a meditation sesh on the plane since I have no screaming kids allowing me all the time in the world to become enlightened. The weightlessness of my existence has granted me superhuman powers. I teleport myself back home. Then I get ready for a night out with whatever hot guy I met on Raya that morning. I call up a babysitter and tell her that I don't need her since I still don't have kids. Now it's time for a workout, so I hit Mount Everest for a quick climb. I invent a time machine, go back in time, and kill Hitler. Freeze, you bastard! It's amazing what you can do when you have this much free time. And that's a day in the life of a childless woman. There's so many layers to this that are just so pathetic. And, like, I I don't even know where to start. The I... It's just so it's so sad and it's so wrong to put this out and like push this on other. First off, it's 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 retardedly stupid. It's like, Chelsea, who are you kidding? You're like 60. If you had had five kids, they'd all be grown up and out of your house at this point. You could be living the exact same life. You could have just as much freedom. You don't just have toddlers forever like they grow up and they move out. You what? At what age did, do you think you had kids? Five years ago? You've been in menopause for two decades. Like, what are we talking about here? It's like, what are you, like, and, but look, it's a fucked up thing about human nature in a way. It's really sad. Um, and it's one of the things that it's kind of like the, um, what is the thing? Is it crabs or lobsters? I think it's lobsters, where if someone's, try, if when they're boiling, if one of them tries to crawl out, the other ones will pull them back in. Have you ever you heard of this before, not, Rob? Well, it's kind of like it's like a metaphor in a way for, you know, I don't know why they do it. It's just instinctual, I guess, or something. But there is like a metaphor for like, if I'm going to suffer, I'm going to try to bring as many other people to suffer with me. It's like misery loves company type thing. Um, but people if people are miserable, as Chelsea Handler clearly is, um, if people are miserable, it's much easier for them as the kind of like the like something about the social psychology of it is to tell everybody else like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so great. 
I'm loving everything. My life is wonderful. Um, and to like make a video like this, it's like, like just saying, if I were to like make a video about how awesome it is having kids and man, I'm so happy. And I know you guys think I'm not happy, but I'm really so happy. You might kind of go everything. All right, Dave, like what? You just don't really feel the need to do that. People who are genuinely happy don't tend to feel the need to make videos like this. Um, and the, but there is something about like once you're that age and you have an audience to some degree, it just seems to me to be so wrong to like tell people like, look, like I'm not saying you got to have kids. I love having kids. I love having a family. If you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. All right. And if, if you really don't want to have kids, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you wouldn't be a good parent. But to pretend like uh, like what, is, what was it she was saying? getting stoned and masturbating is like fucking awesome that's how awesome my life is like yeah i'm sure that's really fulfilling and not like empty and sad and gross you're like an old woman what are you talking it's like are you are you projecting to me that you have like like a 20 year old dude's fantasy as your life as a 60 year old woman that's supposed to like be cool or like alluring or something like, wow, you really got it. You really got it made. Um, okay. First off, this is disgusting. And say, like, again, I'm not even saying I understand where someone is like uh, getting stoned and masturbating. I get where it's fun, but like, let's all be real here. It's not, there's nothing noble about it or that you should be bragging to other people about. Oh, that's so cool. How you're texting some dude want to fuck. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the, the, the reason I say it's almost like a young dude's fantasy is because, like, for the most part, I'm not saying there's not exceptions to this rule, but for the most part, that's not even a young chick's fantasy. Like, yeah, I'm just texting dudes like, want to fuck. I just want to get railed out constantly. It's like, yeah, that's really not. It's really not. That, like, women are the ones who are always trying to get the guys to, like, commit to them and feel bad about themselves if a guy just fucks them and, like, leaves the next day. But by and large, you know, like. It's just so, it's so, I don't know, I don't know, just cringy and dishonest and above all, just really, really pathetic. I don't know, Rob. I know, you know, I'm a married guy with kids and you're, you're not, you're, you're a single guy, but like, it's just, you get what I'm saying with this, right? Uh, well, the, before I agree with you, the irony is not lost to me that I basically said the exact same thing at the live show that we did uh, when it both came up. How do I deal with depression and what time do you wake <laughs> up in the morning? Uh, but... <laughs> At the same time, while I might have given similar answers, I think it was funny when I said it. And when I watch this, it just feels very empty and sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's also like because she's, you know, look, I, I will say it's like Chelsea Handler's like a, a millionaire and shit. And she's uh, um... I was saying it also as with an awareness of that it didn't bring fulfillment. She's looking at this more as uh, she's got a noble cause and that other people should uh stand with her and her lifestyle and it's just not funny yeah. like that's the other yeah. thing it's got it's got that it's not funny and it's cringy because she's clearly lying it feels like a call for help yeah yeah right exactly all of that it's it's not funny it's insanely cringy and it's also like you know the the other aspect of it and this is stuff like that i've, I've touched on in the past is that you go like look even if you want to say that for chelsea handler look she's obviously uh a miserable person but whatever let's pretend she's not and she's really loving this life it's like okay chelsea handler is like a millionaire like who's a you know has a successful comic had, had her own show for many years has done a lot of things like 
just statistically speaking for other women out there, the odds that you will be a multimillionaire are uh, very, very low. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what it is. I think I think it's something like four hundred thousand dollars a year puts you in the top one percent. So multimillionaire is like, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe one out of five hundred at best of you. So like the overwhelming majority, like four hundred ninety nine out of five hundred of you aren't going to have that life. You're just going to have like most of you aren't even going to have a career. You'll have a job. Um, OK, so like now put that on it. Now, you know, it's, it's just saying it's like, let's, let's just be honest about what we're saying. And it's just like I, there's just something I, I find something. Um, I, again, I'm not judging people who don't have kids. But I find something truly just like profoundly disgusting about people going out of their way to like denigrate what it is to have kids or like the joy and meaning that that gives parents or like what an unbelievable experience it is. Like to go out of your way to be like, yeah, I don't even have to worry about, I can put on high heels. I don't have to worry about chasing kids around. Oh, I can go back. I can sleep till noon or something like that. Like what that's how, on what level? Is that supposed to be higher in any type of like hierarchy of values than like trying your best to like produce like like help produce a good person for the next generation? There's just something like there's something profoundly selfish about it. Okay. And and I'm again I'm saying don't have kids if you don't want to have kids. Fine. But the fact of the matter is that you're here. You owe, if your existence is so great, as basically is the message of this video, right? Like, I have such a great life. Okay, well, you have that because someone had you, right? So, like, okay, you're saying it stops with me. I'm not going to pass that on and give that to someone else. It's like, okay, but you literally have that life because so many, because every single generation that preceded you had kids. That's why you have this. And so, like, you're bragging that I have this great life because of all of the sacrifices that previous generations have made. And yet, aren't I a great person because I feel no sense of obligation to pass that along to the next generation? Like, just, like, the, the level of narcissism here is, like, it's hard to comprehend how you could put that out there and not feel like, man, I really look like the most self-absorbed, awful person right now. It's just such a disconnect to me. Um, and, and I just don't like, again, I know I've known a lot of people like this. I know people like this. I won't, I won't say their names, but I know the, like the girls, some, some of them in the, the comedy scene, you know, and stuff like that, who are the ones who like are the, the loudest ones like on this train, you know, of the, like, whatever, like, I, I just want to fuck and I don't care. I'm just like a guy, all of that. Like, and then. I know the guys that they've like hooked up with. And then they're the chick who's like, well, where is this going? Oh, you're not going to spend the night or you're not going to do that because they're pretending it's all an act like this isn't real. This doesn't actually make you happy like you're damaged. And now like you're you're trying to rationalize that and make yourself feel better. But in the process of trying to make yourself feel better, you're trying to convince other girls that this that, to follow you in this path. I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm not saying that like there's there's an objectively like moral correct answer to whether you should have kids or not. But I am saying that like we're biologically made to do it. 
there's kind of a reason why doing what you're biologically made to do is probably going to lead to more happiness and meaning in most people's lives than doing the opposite, right? Like everything, every uh, like um, genetic evolved uh, like impulse in you is to try to get you to reproduce. That's like the point, the, the whole thing that we, we are not evolved to try to kill the species off with us. So it's just so weird to see that celebrated. It really shows something about like the um, like the collapse of our society that you'd ever be at a place where you're celebrating not continuing the species. You think about like every society in the history of the world, every functioning society to any level, it's always kind of celebrated the idea of like having kids. Like it's it's just, it's, it's a very bizarre thing. And look, if you're a person who's like, I th- this is just, I like the lifestyle of just living for myself and not living for other people, and then I enjoy the freedom that not having kids gives me, like fine, okay, fine. Um, you, unfortunately for you, the way this, this, the biological realities of this work is you gotta make that decision and then you're sentenced to the results of that decision. So like you don't get to turn back like Chelsea Handler can't change her mind now because she's way too old to have kids like, OK, but you're but that's you can make that decision and then you have to deal with it. Um, but to like promote this as some like superior lifestyle, I, I remember even like even before I was married and had kids and when I was lived a much more degenerate lifestyle, I always remember like, I don't know, I wouldn't have been like promoting that to, to young people listening to me i would have been like i don't know i live an alternative lifestyle i don't know if that's right for everybody you know what i mean i'm also a stand-up comedian i do something different like with my life uh it's just but the idea of just being like oh this is so superior is just i don't know what a shitty message a shitty message to send and it's it's funny because like people people still try to like mock social conservatism and like th- that's fine there's areas to mock them but like it's unbelievable that this is the cultural message coming out of uh coming out of like the establishment Just so goddamn bizarre all right any final thoughts rob mm, have more did chelsea handler <laughs> J- chance, chelsea handler convince you to go have kids no i don't th- well we'll see you know i'm still a young man davy smith don't let my that's lack true. of hair fool you that's that's true. You are a young man, and you can always get a uh, a young woman. There you go. You got plenty of time left. We're gonna get Rob. Uh, we're gonna get Rob some kids. There we go. Some kids in a wig. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll uh, catch you next time. Peace. Detroit this weekend. Come on out. Goodbye. <laughs>